Hi, all, and welcome back to Damon All the Hell. I'm Kelly Gibson, and uh, we're here. It's the holiday season still. Um, Tracy and I are together, and we are going to wine taste again. It's been a bit. We are. I'm Tracy Dietz, and I'm super excited about the wine. Tracy got the wine this week. She's sort of on a roll in getting the wine. I kind of like it. It's awesome. I I actually just brought it from my house. I kind of like when a woman shows up with two bottles of wine in her purse. I feel like it's (laughs) going to be a good time. Yeah. And they take that to lunch. So it's good. Uh, Okay. So the first, the first, so I've already, I've already poured because, you know, we didn't want to, we didn't want to waste time. Already poured the first. Oh, it's such a Tracy wine. I don't know. It's just like a big cap. It's not. Uh, It's. Look at the color. Look at the color. It's sort of see-through. Not really though. A little bit. Um, it's a little fruitier. Is it like a California Pinot? Because it could be that too. It's definitely a Pinot. I don't know where it's from though. Hold on, I'll tell you. I feel like it's a California Pinot. It might be California Pinot. It is a California Pinot Noir. Yeah, I'm like, don't, bitch. Uh, it's a barrel don't, reserve, yeah. cloud break, vintage mm. 2016. You're right. It's not a big cap, but I said big cap because it's a sort of fruitier than, yeah. a, than an Oregon Pinot or a French Pinot. This is also $8 a bottle. But I kind of like that you're like now a Pinot girl. I, mean, I know. I would like to I like say it. that I am taking credit for you liking Pinot Noirs. Yeah. yeah. It's a little lighter. All it right. seems What's less next, alcoholic. I, so I have to I have to chug the rest of this Pinot before mm-hmm. we drink the other thing? It's been a while since we did this, but yes, chugging wine is on the docket for today. Oh, God, One, we already two, did. three. <gasps> I did it. I did it. Ooh. <laughs> oh, my God. Mm. Ah. Welcome back, Tracy Dietz, to the all wine right. portion of Dame Bell to Hell. Much jammier looking. It's very dark. It's got hints of blackberry and licorice. I'm just making shit up now. That's Is that a cab? That That is a cab. That is a cab. Also California? I don't know. Probably. The first one was called what? Cloudy Bay? Cloud yeah. Bay? Cloud Bay? Yeah, this or is a Napa Bay? cab. So this is Napa a cab. Courtney Benham cab, which is a very nice cab. Oh, I've never heard of it, but I'm glad to know her. Oh, yeah. So, so Courtney Benham is supposed to be comparable to like Stag's Leap. Oh, Artemis. you love Stag's Leap. I do. Yeah. Uh, so this is like $20 a bottle, uh, which is not, you know, super crazy. But, gotcha. you know, better. Anyway, Cloud Bay and, and uh, Courtney <laughs> Benham. Good. We're good um, to go. Awesome. Okay, so uh, we have some fun stuff today. Tracy Tracy took the lead on the outline today of finding the stuff, which I'm always grateful, and she did. I mean, Tracy does find the most random fucking shit around the globe um, to talk about, and she came up with some good ones. The first one being this really cool project, but which was started by an ad agency, one of the biggest global ad agencies, an ad agency called Ogilvy, in partnership with Schweppes Ginger Ale, and it was based in Brazil. It was a, also a collaboration between a designer and technology person to make like a very chic, attractive clubbing dress filled with sensors. Right. So anytime somebody touched a woman, it it went, registered it registered on the dress, and it was worn um, over the course of a single night. Three different women wore it, and now it was sh- in a club. Yep. In Brazil. Yep. Alcohol involved. It's, it's clarifying. We're not in the boardroom. Lots of just... loopholes here, but yes, in th- in three hours' time, the totality of groping of all three women was 157 times. Yes, that was a lot, and it wasn't just no. It was groping, right? It was like yeah. boob grab, ass grab, crotch grab, and and along with the article was a. Uh, video so like it was a video of like the people making the dress and the women putting the dress on but also like cameras installed inside of the club and like 
fuckers just grabbing up some women as they walk by, right. just like a little. I, so it would be interesting to do that experiment here because I do think that. You think Brazil's gropier than America? I do. I think Latin countries are just inherently a more, more sexual, feely. feely. Like, I don't. My guess is that they, Latin men, don't think that that's offensive. They well, just, they just said it straight on the video friendly. that they didn't think it was offensive. Right. They yeah. think it's, they're just being friendly. But it was interesting. So, like, there was touches on wrists and arms, right? You can imagine what that's like. You're at a bar. I mean, it doesn't have to be a club in Brazil. I have been at plenty of bars right here in the nation's capital where you're up at the bar waiting to get a drink and somebody comes over and starts talking and puts their hand on your back or puts their hand on your forearm or whatever it is um, just to sort of. Right. So I'm wondering, like, I really want to, like, put this dress on and go to, like, a political <laughs> event and, like, see what happens. I think it's it's tough in that environment because women also hug and we touch women and, and there's a lot of that that goes on that yeah. probably isn't happening in a, a club, club where you would. Well, it was a very, um, it was a very controlled experiment, right? Like she wasn't, these women that wore the dresses did not go to the club with like a group of friends. So there wasn't like, you remember going to clubs with your girlfriends, like there's like dancing that you touch your friends and like, this was just put on the dress and go into that place and see what happens. Yeah. So it's harder if you're going to a place where people, where you know people. Yeah. Because then there's lots of hugging and right. But I think that the I was telling Tracy, I think the most sort of common move that would register on a dress like that for me is sort of like the hip side the hug, the, grab the and, and pull kind yeah. of move. Yes. Um, that is a thing. That's yeah. like a political move. I feel like yeah. that should it's be like, like the political. They put their arm around you and then their hand moves to like your hip bone and they pull you in close. You're like, eh, that's not really also, they, I'm taller than most people, right. so but it ends up like landing in They do the thing where they places. rub all the way up and like Run. grate your boob. Uh, and less to me, I have small boobs, so oh, I don't think it's I get the most that. appealing part of me. Okay. I get a lot of like inner thigh rubs. Oh, because you or did. It's been a while. Oh, because well, you eh. you whipped it out and was like, no. it. stop touching me, <laughs> stop touching me." We but I wonder what they'll do about. with it. So obviously, it was like an ad agency does something like that for the purpose of like and Schweppes to promote their own brand. But I wonder if they'll turn it into something. I don't know. I would love to see that study done here. Like go to like a bar in Georgetown and see what and happens. And see what happens. And actually do it like all over the country. I'm sure it's what different in What are the grippiest parts of this country? <laughs> right. And I'm sure it's different in like college bars. And this was like a club, yeah. not a bar. Yeah. So there's like dancing. Where there's and, dancing and stuff. Right. Yeah. But they're gross. Yeah. Yeah. It was... It was yeah, I mean, there was a lot of touching, a lot of touching. <laughs> so on our on the document Tracy and I share for these things, the next subject line that Tracy wrote in is, are men victims of sexism? Open parentheses, Kelly's head explodes, close parentheses. Because it does, <laughs> right? So why don't you set us up on this one, Trace? Oh, my gosh. All right. So so I, I guess there's been a lot of uh, conversations about whether or not men are suffering from sexism because feminism is it's gone too far. It's gone, too, gone far. too far. It's gone too far. Fuck you all. Uh, so a survey paints a complex picture of gender equality with 76% of men and women saying men are victims of sexism and 45% of men and women believe that feminism has gone too far. This was in Australia. Yeah. So it's, I guess. It's a really glo- it's a global study of sexism today. Um, so here's my question to you, Tracy D. Too. Who is you're, you're certainly a feminist. Uh, you're, you're certainly like uh, pro women empowerment and women standing up for women and women being everything men are. But you're a little less likely to um, 
agree with me when I say that that there are some dynamics that are based on gender that either need to change or I'm cool with the pendulum swinging or women do need to like be maybe more important than men for a while so we can all even that shit out and there's all you and I have gotten in a little back and forth yeah. when I say shit like that. So the question is is this idea that feminism has gone too far do you think that's only in uh response to like me to to the last no. calendar year? Oh no, I think it's it's gone Feminism is a dirty word, which we've talked about. And so I'm taking it back like cunt. (laughs) Take back the cunt. Sorry, mom. So I have one. (laughs) I like mine. I feel like I own it. I don't need to take it back. I got it. Anyway. Yeah. I, uh, I think that when I've had conversations with many other people on the right and on the left, more specifically on the right, we talk about feminism it doesn't mean like feminism has come to be something that it isn't really like. So feminism is just about we want equal rights. Like we want to be paid equal pay for equal work. Yep. Uh, we just want to be equal treated respect. the same when we're yep. walk into a room. And we want if somebody asks for our resume, they should be asking for the man's resume. We just want equality. And I think that there are a lot of men that think that men and women Maybe on the right, maybe on the left. I don't know. Definitely on the right. Uh, that think that that's actually not what feminism stands for anymore. And that feminism really stands for women wanting more rights and better rights than everybody else. It's not just about equality. Yeah, which is exactly what this article says. I would like to have Pinot Noir, please. I would not like to have that You don't. That's an expensive cab. Which is why I gave it to you instead of throwing it in the garbage. Oh, oh God, she doesn't like my foofy wine. I like the cheap Pinot. Um, you like my mom. This uh, like the chief it might be the only similarity I have with your mother, but yes. Um, so, th- th- yeah, this this article says that, that people, it, it all depends on how people define the word feminism. Right. If you acknowledge it for what you originally described, which is equal rights um, and the beginning to understand that everyone needs the same starting point to achieve the same. Right. Success. And I think we need to work harder to take that back. So that it's, Versus it's not radicalism the and man-hating. Right. Yes. Right. And, and I am an extreme feminist. And sometimes you give me shit because you don't think I give men enough credit. But I love men, too. I'm married to one. I have a lot of male friends. I have male children. I mean, there's room for all of us. Yes. But still, when I'm in this town, in the nation's capital, doing work that is highly dominated by men, I almost always try to help women get jobs yeah over men. we should totally do yeah that. which absolutely which maybe you know what you've described as an, un, an unfair advantage you know women having more rights than men but their men have been no, helping but men i don't think that's forever. an un, no women but i don't think that's women. an unfair advantage yeah. i'm saying like making laws that are advantageous to women becomes an unfair advantage that's what i mean by that so has a man ever approached you bitching about the rise of feminism. Like if a man was like, oh my God, Kelly, I am so frustrated because feminism had, has made it way harder for me to succeed. I don't quite know what I would do with that. Your head would explode. You, like, just like yeah, it's just like it's in here. Right. I don't, I don't think that I've ever had a, a man say that to me. I have had men say they're concerned with, most certainly the rise of Me Too, they are concerned for their children's futures. Which is such bullshit. Raise your children well. Raise your children not to be one of the 157 groups on that dress in Brazil. How about that? 
Right. Yeah. It's not that fucking complicated. Right. So this article says this this growing culture of victimhood is built on male resentment over being forced to share power, she believes, the author. To them, giving slices of a pie to others, women, people of color, migrants, asylum seekers, means less pie for them. Do you think it's all just a big power struggle? I don't know, but this just totally made me think of something that Greg and I were talking about the other day, which I, it kind of plays into this. Um, so Bernie Sanders... <laughs> Not just his tip. We talked about it. We talked about it. <laughs> right. So we talked about Bernie Sanders' tip at Liberty University. I had a big and laugh about that when I listened to that episode. I just want to say, hope y'all laughed with I me. don't even want to think about Bernie Sanders' tip. <laughs> oh. See, again, you just keep talking about that old man's penis. It's a lot. Oh, better than Donald Trump's. Oh, God. Which is like a little mushroom cloud. I'm surprised we haven't seen it yet, actually. Where oh, is the sex tape? Oh, somebody's yeah. got that hidden. I hope Super. they keep it hidden. I really hope they keep it. Oh, my God. Would really you watch just it? Veered off course. Would you watch it? We ta- we've talked about this before. Oh. I would not. You would. I'm not watching it. I don't, I don't want to know. <laughs> anyway, so back to the point. Uh, so Bernie Sanders was able to go and speak at Liberty. Yeah. And... Republicans don't hate Bernie Sanders. They don't like him. They don't agree with his. Like, there is a hatred for Elizabeth Warren. Oh, it's fierce. That is different. And and Elizabeth Warren More and Bernie personal. Sanders. Right. And, and, and she and Bernie aren't really that different politically. They're kind of. Although I think they're frenemies, but yeah. Whatever. But like politically, like from a from a standpoint in politics, their political beliefs are very, very similar. There yeah. is a deep hatred for her. There was a deep hatred for Hillary Clinton. There is a violent hatred for Nancy Pelosi. There is becoming a quick hatred of Alexandria. Yeah, what Cortez. about any fucking Republican women that are hated? You just named all Democratic women. Yes, because I'm just, there's I'm more just of speaking. Them. <laughs> well, but I'm just speaking from, no, I'm from just speaking right. from the, the, the side from the right to the left. Yeah. And I think it's partly because they're women. Yeah. Like, I don't, it's not a pop, it's not a political thing. I think it's a lot because they're it's women. It's a lot because they're yeah. women. And I don't know that I've ever thought that until now. Oh. Right? I know. You're super happy. She look at She's catching on, right? people. I mean, but here's the thing. Like, Democrats hated Sarah Palin. Hated. So, sidebar. They hate Ann Do Coulter. Remember every now and again we talk about reality television in this room? Yeah. So, my one of my secret things is that I like Teen Mom on MTV. I've liked oh. it forever since it started. I feel like it's, it's horrible. It's awful. But guess who's the the newest mom on Teen Mom? Oh my god, her daughter, Crystal Palin. She's so, not a teen. No, but she had her nine year old when she was a teen. So anyway, but Sarah Palin is her on daughter's nine. The kid is a boy. Trip that kid. Oh that no, she Sarah had, Palin. Sarah Palin's daughter. Sarah Palin's Bristol, son is named Trip. No, it's a not Trip. It's something just Trick. like Trick Trench. It's like a different <laughs> name. It's not Trip. So it's Bristol's son. Bristol's daughter, son. Or whatever. Yeah. Oh, my God. I don't okay, even know. Just listen for Sorry. a second. <laughs> <laughs> but Sarah Palin is now on Teen Mom. Like, she has cameos all the time. So, like, because she helps with the kids and she flies to where Bristol lives in Texas and all these kinds of things. And I see, I'm watching Sarah Palin on MTV and I'm just like, what? My worlds are so, co- like, Do you colliding. like her? On the show? Oh, she's fine. She's innocuous on the show. She just plays the part of a grandmother, right? Like, she comes in to help take care of her grandson. And, I mean, she's so Alaska. You know what I mean? Like, she still has, like, some of her quirks or whatever. But it just harkens to the time when she ran for vice president, which was a crazy time. But, yes, I mean. Hatred. Yeah. Hatred. I mean, I'm trying to, I'm trying not to let myself say the next sentence I want desperately to say when you say that is, 
Democrats didn't hate her because she was a woman, but she was not a very smart candidate. But I don't know if I'm just making excuses for myself. I think you're making excuses. Yeah, at least I can recognize that. But that's what I want to say. I, I mean, was like, didn't we didn't have, hate her because she was a woman. We hated her because hate, she said she could see Russia from her fucking backyard. You didn't I mean, hate like, Dan Quell, who couldn't spell I was, potato. I was like in utero. Oh, fuck yeah. you. No, yeah, kids. I'm young. Yeah. But so this article that we're, we started this conversation brings up a really interesting point at the end of it. And so it says, in the end, gender stereotypes are a straitjacket for both sexes. A society where gender was less of an issue would free up both men and women. Men in particular would be released from constricting gender stereotypes about being the family breadwinner, giving them more flexibility when it comes to career choices, work-life balance, caring for children, expressing their emotions, freed from a rigid stereotype of masculinity. They would live better lives. And I totally 100% agree with that. I do too. Oh, I got I know. Nice. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they're just, if they're like this whole idea without stereotypes, we have to raise balanced boys as much as we have to raise strong women. Like, I think that there is this real right from both sides. Yeah. And boys can play with it's dolls. It's been a while since we've had a guest, but one of the guests we had when we asked, what do you think the biggest issue facing women today is? I can't remember who it was, but said, I think that we are leaving boys out of the conversation. I think it was Nicola Cross, the one that wrote yeah. the author. Yeah. But anyway, it's, it was a very good ending to that article that Tracy Dietz found. So, yeah, good Ooh. talk. All right. Is it time for the button? Wonderbra. Oh, my God. I have such I have such a bad memory from from middle school about Wonderbra. Do you? I used to wear Wonderbras because I was flat chested then, too. And somebody in my class found out that I wore a Wonderbra. And she told all the boys that Kelly stuffed her bra. And it was awful. Everyone made fun of me for like some short period of time. Oh, my God. So I did not wear a Wonder Bra. Because you probably always had big because boobs. Because I was a D cup when yeah. I was 12. So I didn't sort of have this experience. So I guess, so Wonder Bra just... Turned 25. 25, turned 25. Yeah. 25 years ago, they stopped traffic with their controversial, hello, boys. Basically, like, billboards. just like a Here's picture boobs. of a woman with in lingerie, which right. was at the time a big deal. It's like what, you know, what culture change happened in 25 years. You could put like a naked Kardashian on a billboard and no one would stop their car. God. Don't you think? No, I think you're totally right. Yeah. Because everybody's seen... So much nakedness. Right. And, and porn is... Regular. E- easily accessible. Yeah. Thank you, internet. God, it wasn't 25 years ago. I didn't even think about that. No. That's why everybody close. loved getting Victoria's Secret catalogs, catalogs. 25 Boys years ago. put them under their beds. Uh, so anyway, so they... It's the 25th year of the Hello Boys advertisement, and I guess they, they've come out with a new one that's like, hello me. Like, it's it's perfect for women. Like, hey, kind of like me. it. I like it. I, I just have never worn Wonder Bras because I don't want my boobs to look bigger. I know. Does a flat-chested girl good. Does they, um, big I don't know if they do it anymore, problems. but for a while they were selling Wonder Bra bikinis, which when I was like 14 years old were great. So it was like, it looked like a bra, but it was made of like swim material and... If anyone's ever held a Wonder Bra, it's basically boobs built in. Like you just sort of put your boobs on top. It's like a it's shelf. It's like a padded, yeah. But yeah. Victoria's Secret had the same line of stuff. So this this is a little bit of a side note, but Victoria's Secret just had their big primetime fashion show. And, and nobody watched. way down. Right. Yeah. Because their bras suck. Their bras suck. The, the, all the models are too skinny. Like the trend of models are to show quote unquote real body types. And even like the fat ones on the runway are still skinnier than the real fat people. But at least <laughs> there is some like... Get, you Look, can't. We're you not can't, all You can't picks. use the term fat. You can't call people. What fat. do we call them instead? But big boned. Bigger, lar- big, larger, heavier. heavier. Like what? Yeah. If you can't say retarded, you can't say fat. I think those I, are totally different categories of right, things. But don't fine. call a girl fat I'm just because she's are, carrying a few extra pounds. That yes. doesn't make her fat. That it, just makes her bigger than you. 
Sure. So there is a range of body types in the real world. And more and more, there is a range of body types in the fashion world. But not Victoria's Secrets. As my husband would say, they all need to eat a fucking sandwich. Hamburger. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Or a sandwich. But I do like the idea that Wonder Bra is like, we're not going to go anywhere because they're still small chested broads. But we are going to say this is not for men. We're not you're not making your boobs bigger for men. You're making it bigger for yourself because I do. I dress for women more than I dress for men, except for my husband. But like when I get dressed in the day, I dress for myself. I dress for the situations I'll be in. And I want to look good to the world. But I I care more about. Yeah, I want to get better about wearing tighter clothes. That's, I can help you with that. I know. I, I need to. I'm gonna. I'm gonna try to wear uh, tighter dresses. I have a dress. I'm gonna. I'm gonna totally wear it tomorrow night to an event. Yeah. That I probably shouldn't wear. I think you should. And I'm like, fuck it. I'm gonna do it. It's I like satin good. and looks like vinyl. Speaking about fashion, because <laughs> I Kelly's do like this article. Elle magazine came out with an article, and like it's click. The title's clickbait. How fashion brands unwittingly helped Trump get elected, and that's not even really what it's about. But it is about. Facebook and that scandal with Cambridge Analytica and mining Facebook for preferences and data about users that then can be parlayed into understanding political affiliations to serve persuasion in political campaigns. But the the article went on to sort of make a statement about how fashion preferences can also be political partisanship preferences. So my husband and I like to play a game in this city when we go out. Just look at a stranger and guess whether or not they're Republicans or Democrats, completely based on what they're wearing. Of course, it's not a game where you ever know the answers because we don't like walk up to the strangers afterwards to be like, we're just wondering because that's a weird thing to do. But he and I are very convinced that the way you dress speaks to your partisanship. And I actually think I dress like a Democrat and you dress like a Republican. Why? (laughs) What makes it? She's so mean right now. I want to slap her. I have on my Tracy white trash hoodie today. A hot pink sequined hoodie, but the it's not a hoodie. It's not a hood bag. No, okay, a zipper up sweater. But the the uh, the zipper is a, a series of diamonds that sort of like come together when it's zipped and go apart. I'm just saying, you dress like a Republican, and I dress like a Democrat. Do you think that fashion preferences are reflective of political partisanship? I think that Republicans tend to dress more conservatively in general mm-hmm. than Democrats. Go on to describe that. I mean, in more I think. Detail. I mean, if if you look at, I don't know. I mean, I it's also age related as well. But I mean, I think that Democrats are more likely to be in very fitted, very attractive clothes, and Republicans are more likely to not be in those <laughs> things. I also think that it can be confused with geographic things, like. I think that if Southern people dress different than Northern people dress different than mountain people dress different than Western people, Texas people, and all those places have political partisanship, sort of just affiliations. Like the South is redder or the North is bluer. But my guess is you can't tell the difference between a Texas Democrat and a Texas Republican. You don't think? No, because they're all going to have big ass hair and they're all going to be dressed like me. I think we're going to be in Austin together and do a Dame It All thing. So we should maybe we should actually go. We should. like we a should mit, go down a lady the street. On the street thing. Oh Just my a god! Can who's we do a Democrat that? And who's a Republican? Hi, <laughs> like excuse we, me. We, we love your outfit. <laughs> we are just curious because we have a bet going on whether you're a Democrat or a Republican. How do you identify? Yeah, I think that they're is. They're going to be like, "Fuck you." That's what. Well, that say. people say that 
to us all the time under their breath. So how do I dress more like a Democrat? Uh, Don't wear pink. Less sequins. Why well, I like rhinestone. I, like I know. I'm shit. just yeah. I I and I don't know. I'm sure there's a lot of Democrats that like rhinestone shit too. I just think like I was joking with you using you no, as an no, example. I know. But like you wear purple lipstick and I wear nude lipstick. Like we have, uh, but it could also be a southern thing and a but northern. You also thing. wear red. Sarah McCurry uh, wears Sarah red. Sarah McCurry does wear red. Um. So I this article says, for example, liking the brands Wrangler or LL Bean would indicate someone is low on openness, more conventional, and more likely to respond to messaging supporting the election of Trump. Whereas liking Kenzo would mean the opposite. I have no idea what any of those brands are. L.L. <laughs> Bean? Wrangler? L.L. Bean is what old people were. Right. <laughs> or conservative people, according to this article. I thought so L.L. Like, Bean was what hippies were. Hippies? Yeah, I'm clearly off the... Yeah, no. Fashion, Fashion data was used yeah. to help Steve Bannon build the alt-right. <laughs> what? Yeah. So this is like this super interesting thing about like how how you can mine for data on Facebook that informs unlikely, gives you unlikely information, which is sort of interesting, I think. No? She's over it. I mean. Tracy's not a believer in this it, one. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I mean, Wrangler and I don't know. Sure. <laughs> I'm dressing like a Democrat tomorrow night. That's all I know. I can't wait to see pictures. I'm gonna slut it up. Yeah, not that Democrats are slutty. <laughs> yeah, I wonder. I'm wearing, wearing I wonder spandex. if Democrats at large are more promiscuous than Republicans. Probably because of the God thing. Mm, no, see Tracy's eyes really. One eyebrow just went really high. I feel up, like which Republicans does mean you need are Republicans are way more dirty than Democrats. <laughs> dirty? Yeah. Like like sexually dirty? Yeah. yeah. And way more respectful. <laughs> Than Democrats. <gasps> All right. In the sack. In the sack. Mm. There you have it. Yeah. So. Um, okay. Tracy, to close us off, <sighs> why don't you talk about your girl Melania? Oh, <laughs> God. The other Melania. Not Melania Trump. Yeah. Melania so, Edwards. That a couple episodes back, we. That Tracy, fucking HBSC yeah. <laughs> bitch that. Gets about 530 to yoga, tennis, to do yoga and play tennis, then get her master's, fucking, then do more exercise. Not her master's. It was then. some <laughs> dumb made up fucking certificate. It was dumb. So uh, article in Journal Watch, a day in the life of an academic assistant professor of medicine who wakes up at 530, gets her kids to school takes the bus to work, answers emails, <laughs> completes online required modules, and fills out disability forms for her patients. So it's it's basically another just lineup of all the stuff she does. But it's funny because she wakes up at 5.30 and immediately panics that she's forgotten an important <laughs> deadline. Which is actually how most normal working women wake up. Right. And then, you know... At 6.30, she wakes her kids and helps them get dressed and ready for the day. One kid will wear whatever. The other kid is a pain in the ass. And <laughs> it's like a fight of what they, they wear. <sighs> then she gets some intense cardio by running to the bus at 7 to make sure her kids get on the bus on time. You know, at 8.25, her 8 o'clock patient shows up, as does her 8.30 patient. <laughs> and so now she's got to juggle both of that. Anyway, it's just a whole so day yeah. of just a shit show of, like, what our days is like. But, like, my favorite... <laughs> Yeah, so this is my favorite. 6.30, she arrives home to find that her three kids are fighting. Their cat, Quentin, has vomited on the rug. 
and that her husband has forgotten it's his night to plan dinner. <laughs> She's like, I give him one thing to do. Am I the only one who thinks that family to to survive? You don't need to go to medical school to learn that. <laughs> so she picks up the phone and calls the local Mexican restaurant, which delivers. Yeah, there you go. It's resourceful. She's like, and then she says, while waiting, she and her husband reflect upon their key wins and challenges and prepares for the adventures for the next day. Just kidding. We're just trying to survive. We're just trying to survive. Anyway, this is like a nice. This nice one spoke to Tracy one. more than the other one. Yeah, because yeah. fuck that Melania. <laughs> I don't even think it's real. Like I, I actually tried to Google and find some more information and see yeah. like, and everything I read was like it was a it was a thing by HBSC to try yeah. to make her. Well, to try to get more people to come work for HBSC, whatever. <laughs> Which he doesn't make me want HSBC. Wanna, whatever. I want them. Yep. I fuck them. <laughs> I will just, never bank with just them. just a giant bank. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck right. them. Well, they can pay my mortgage. Tracy and I were trying out the structure of lots of different interesting things that we talk about for a short period of time. We hope that you hung on with us. This was fun. Thanks so much. <laughs> Listen and subscribe to Damon All to Hell on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks, friends. See you later. <laughs>